0: shalom everybody we are back with questions and answers in bresla perspectives uh, the question posed today is what in bresla is devotion for the month of elo what do we do in elo because elo as you know is the biggest preparation for the rosh hashanah they say based on your elo that's how you'll have a rosh hashanah a yom kippur the 10 days of chuva, Sukkot, Simchat Torah, all that is dependent on the investment you did already in Elo, the, the, the prayers, the supplications, the wanting to do chuva, all that has a, a repercussion for the month of Tishrei. So because of that, in breast of Circles, there's a lot of emphasis put on extra curriculum of davening and Torah studying. Aside from the slichot, which everybody does, right? The Sfarim do ready from the whole, from Rosh Chodesh after Rosh Chodesh. Ashkenazim do ready the from the week before. Besides slichot, there's also additional Tehillim people add. That's everybody. That's the whole world in general. They add Tehillim and they add slichot. Besides that, Rabbi Nachman mentioned, and it's, it was, it's already co- common also of adding in just reciting the words even without understanding the Tikkun ezor Tikkun ezor which is a super duper lofty, lofty book. It's, it's seventy chapters on the first word of the Torah. I mean, how what more can you get than that? So it's just the language is so lofty, but it's so powerful to purify the neshama just by reading the words. So Rabbi Nachman suggested that custom of saying the Tikkuni Zohar. Also, he suggested going through the entire Bible, the Tanakh. When we say Tanakh, we mainly mean the Nach. That means the Nevim and the Ketuvim to go through the Bible. There are people today who still do that. It's amazing. I don't know how they do it. Four, five, six chapters a day of, of Nach, and they finish it by Rosh Hashanah or by Yom Kippur or whatever. So that's another custom of people adding on the Nach. Besides these two, Rav Nosen added, Rav Nosen said that just reciting the words of Rabbi Nachman's teachings is as potent as saying the Tikkun You hear that? I'll say it again. Rav Nosen said, Rabbi Nachman's words, In his, Likute Moran, his book called the Aleph Bed Book, the Sefer Amidot, his story, Sipur Masiyot, his conversations, which are spread through really two, three books. It's Sichot Haran, Chaim Haran, and also Shiv Kheran also also has what Rabbi Nachman said, what he went through. So these books, Rabbi Rabbi Nassim writes, are as powerful as in the recitation. And here, you can't just read them without understanding because it's so delicious you want to understand what you're saying when you're reading because it just talks to you, all Rabbi Nachman's teachings. It's like the Tikkuni Zohar where it's just so lofty and I can't connect. Here, in, in Rabbi Nachman's books, you want to connect. Likutei Moran could be a hard work because it, yeah, it's, it's, it requires thought, but just the reciting of Likutei Moran, the Sefer Midot, Sipur Masiot, Sichot Aran, Chaimoran, Shivcha Aran, the reciting of these books is very, as powerful as the Tikkun and that's why Reb Nossin said, and it's, it's, it's good and proper to say all of them in the month of Elul. So many us do that, they add into their curriculum. These books, if, at some start because it's so much, some already start already from Shabbat Mevarachim in Av, some start already from Tu Be'av, some start even before, from after Tisha Be'av, okay? So there's a lot of recitation. Meaning there's like less time to talk to people. They, there was a Breslev uh, um, saying that there's no time to talk to other people in the month of Elul. Because there's, so there's so much to read, you have to, there's no time to talk. Even if all year on you're joking with people and you spend time laid back, Elul is not a time to be laid back. It's preparation for Rosh for and Yom Kippur and the, and, the, and the high holidays, the new year. You want to start the new year on the right footing and the new year is based on the month of Tishrei and the preparation for that is already in Elul, so if you're wise, you will do your best to take time for that. Now on the davening level, we said there's the slichot, there's additional tehillim, but also in Rav Nosan's prayers in the Kutei Tefilot, there are many beautiful prayers to be said in the month of Elul for Elul itself, and it's part of a preparation for Rosh Hashanah, etc. We'll list six prayers, There's, there's, a few, there's there, there are more, but there's six ones which are so fundamental and connected to the month of Eloh. Number six, prayer number six in Revanossim's prayers, which is based on the Kute Moran lesson number six, which everyone knows basically it's the famous lesson of doing tshuva by getting embarrassed, get, hearing yourself being embarrassed and remaining silent. And this is the essence of true Rabbi Nachman writes, and he connects it to Elul Anida Dodi Ve and the famous idea of being an expert in ups, expert in downs. All that is connected to the month of Elul, and Rav Nosin in the prayer is so eloquent. It's just so moving, especially saying it in the month of Elul that you can easily come to tears when saying it. It's, that's how powerful it is. That's prayer number six. And then there's our famous prayer 76, it's short but also sweet as a preparation for making it to be by the tzaddik for Rosh Hashanah. And the, the reason why you're going. We're not going to Uman to eat the, the delicious shiner food. We're not going to Uman to schmooze and have the nice friends that we bunk bed in and have fun with. That's, that's by the way. The main reason why we go to Uman Rosh Hashanah, we go to be by the tzaddik, is to clean our heads. Our heads are full of so much garbage today with the internet, and with all the things happening in the world. There's so much garbage and we need to purify the head. And he says in that lesson, 2.11, which is the lesson for prayer 76, this is why we go to the tzaddik and we're to get a purification of the mind. That's why we're really there. It's prayer 76. Prayer 85. 85 is such a fundamental prayer, especially for parents who have, what's it called? OTD? Off the derech? off the derach children. Per, Rabbi Nachman has advice for everything, even for parents who have difficulties with kids who've fallen off the path, to get them back to wake up. So Rabbi Nachman teaches, the secret for that is that the father wakes up. and has a ripple effect. And he says that's in Elul, et levavcha, ve'et levav. The verse begins, umal Hashem, and Hashem shall circumcise et levavcha, your heart, ve'et levav, and the heart of Zarecha. And he goes very far, ibn Nachman, in that lesson, which is lesson 141, that's on this prayer. Prayer 85 is on that lesson. He goes very far to say that a, a father's repentance can also activate rectification for a shalom, God forbid, wasted seed. The child, his children, his offspring, which became demons, which became trapped by the other side, okay, to wake them up. He says the month of Elul is propitious for that to wake up the father. And the father can wake up both his physical kids, which is a big thing already, which most people suffer from. But the bigger thing which people don't know they're suffering from is the spiritual demon kids that he's created from wasted seed, which cause a lot of anguish and pain to a person that he's not aware of. So to wake up to fix both, it's the month of Elul is propitious for that. And this prayer is aimed to get a father to feel the pain of his sins, not to make him depressed, but enough to wake up his children and to wake himself up. That's prayer 85. That's three prayers you mentioned. And the next two prayers are in part two of Rav Nosen's Likute Tevilot, the end, towards the end. Prayer 41, 44, and 57. 41 is another powerful lesson Rabbi Nachman revealed on Kitet. Said this week's Parsha. Okay, talks about the concept of keseder and shalom keseder, that knowing how to serve Hashem when things are going all right, keseder, and when things are going upside down, shalom keseder, and how that's the key for tshuva. It's connected to Lesson 6, basically, in a different format. So it's Prayer 41. Prayer 44, which is also connected to Lesson 6, which is Rabbi Nachman's secret for helping a person to have shalom bayit, or for finding his marriage partner. And he says that, that that's the, uh, the meditations of the ment of Elul, which Avraham revealed to Eliezer when looking for the shiduch, the marriage partner for Yitzchak. So Avraham said, said, he hinted Elul to Eliezer in the words, Ve'im lo that Avraham Abraham made Eliezer swear. And if the woman sh- shall not want to come after you in order to come to Israel, to the land of Canaan, to marry Yitzchak, so then you're exempt from my oath that I put you under, Eliezer. So the words there are ve'im lo, and if not, the first letter is, that's vav, ve'im, lo, lamid. Skip the two middle words, tove ha'isha, the woman shall want. And the next two words, lalechet acharecha, lamid lalechet, aleph acharecha. So aleph lamid and vav lamid ve'im lo, spell out elu. So that the month of Elul has the meditations of this concept of ve'im lo, l'alechet and the middle is tove ha'isha. And it's Rabbi Nachman's thing for Shalom B'ayt, that to get the woman to want the husband, or for a man to find his marriage partner, it's the meditations of the month of Elul, and this prayer is so powerful in getting a person to tap into it. It's basically connected to Lesson 6, on being embarrassed and being an expert in ups and downs. All these are interrelated these prayers. And finally, prayer 57, which is an amazing prayer. That is a prayer for the whole section, this whole chunk of the High Holidays from Elul, the beginning of Elul, all the way to Simchat Torah. This prayer goes through this whole period. Rav Nossam, he helps you to ask to have, a, 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 to have an attitude of what's called in the writings and the teachings of Chazal, to be a Naar Boche. There's a concept to be in this time period from Elul until until Sukkot to be like a child who's crying. To make yourself like a child who's crying before Hashem. That's why there's so much slichot and prayers, like we said, all this to get your heart open because it's a special time to cry out and that your prayers are answered. More than any other time of the year, it's a very special time in the month of Elul. So there's an inyan, there's a thing to, be, have an, uh, to have an attitude of being a child who's crying in the month of, in the month of Elul. And then he says that this is the key to have eventually a beautiful etchog. A beautiful etchog is a lot dependent on how much you cried in the month of Elul on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Kippur. It's a big thing to cry. The Arizal says someone who doesn't cry, even like for a second in the davening of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that shows that his neshama is not complete. A person, a Jew, doesn't have the capability, the ability to cry, to open up, to be crying, what your soul you're so sophisticated you can't cry? No, we have to break a person. Person on Rosh Hashanah, the Arizal says in Yom Kippur, if he doesn't cry, it shows that there's something missing in his neshama. There's a big problem here. And most people, by hearing that already, that should break them to cry. <laughs> when they hear that, and they feel bad about themselves, that should already push them to cry, and that should do the job, the So there's a big thing to cry. Rabbi Nachman adds that your etchog is so dependent on it. Because I say to people, don't buy your etchog before Yom Kippur. Why? Because it could be the additional cries that you let on Yom Kippur can tilt the scale of the quality of the etrog you get. That's why it's good always to get a beautiful etrog between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, because your crying on Yom Kippur can tilt the scale of more tears to get you a better etrog. You know, people say they want to or economize or to save time, they go buy an etrog already in Elul, They go, they go this that cry more. The crying will get you the beautiful etrog even if all the customers have have come and taken. Hashem has that etrog waiting for you if you cry enough visit Hashem. So in that prayer talks about like we said the connection of the crying and the etrog and he talks about also the attitude of Rosh Hashanah crying, Yom Kippur the 10 days of repentance and then he goes into the unbelievable simcha with the etrog doing the Hallel with the four Minim, the Daven to have the four Minim, the four species, to the Hakafot, and then dancing on Simcha Torah. So it's a very powerful prayer. This prayer, you can say it already into Tishrei even, this prayer 57, and it's not even based on a lesson in it's based on a, a, a Sicha in Sichotaran, where we talk about the connection of crying and the Etrog. So these six prayers are very helpful to have in your pocket in the month of Elul, and very useful you should reach a point in your life that you begin to know these prayers almost off by heart. Because there are prayers that you should be, be saying them every year when it comes to the time of Elul, that you should have that in your pocket. So in a nutshell, that's what's added in breast rest of circles in the month of Elul, and we should be zokhet to use them to have an amazing Rosh Hashanah, an amazing Yom Kippur. I say to people also, okay, you're going to my Rosh Hashanah, but there's, there's levels of your experience. There's a minimal experience and there's a higher experience. What determines your experience in Uman Rosh Hashanah is your preparation already in the month of Elul. How much you prepare to try to finish the books, to say the prayers, to have your heart opened up, your, your, in other words, to open the sensitivity of your heart before Rosh Hashanah. Not to wait for Rosh Hashanah to open your heart, but to have it already so you have that, that advance, that prerequisite, that pre-step that you can already have a better Rosh Hashanah. Wish be to have an amazing Rosh Hashanah. In Uman.